Hello, my name is Lauren, but you probably know me as Catherine Ross. I'm here to let you know that if you love our content and want to feel the same dread, terror, and jubilation that I do, then make sure to check out Lurking Fears when you head out to your next convention. With a great group of professional storytellers, Lurking Fears is able to weave stories that will haunt you and take you to the very edge of madness, which is something I know a little bit about. Now, while specializing in Call of Cthulhu, Lurking Fears also runs games from a variety of other systems, so there's something for everyone. They're committed to running heavy RPG adventures that are driven by the narrative and, of course, by the player's choices. So, check out their Facebook page and follow them to keep on top of which con they'll be hosting games at next. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the action and see what our Keeper Raz has in store for us. But if history has taught us anything, probably going to be bad news. Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, joined by the whole team, and we have decided as a group that they are going to head back to Venice and attempt to catch the lurker in the well with the help of their new friends, Adam Gavriloff and Jack Cavendish. But of course... We can't just keep things simple here in Cairo. We have somebody who, who while using a, a magical cigarette, was able to speak to the grand, the grand magus Fernando Pessoa of the Heralds of the Blooded Moon and said, yeah, sure, let me have a look at what you got. So <laughs> the team is brought up to their rooms after uh, a bio break. They're allowed outside. They bring them food, top-notch Russian food, um, gruel and two-day-old bread, no butter, you know, that kind of stuff. A little bit of yogurt because, of course... Everybody in Russia eats dead and yogurts. So they live to be 106, like the old commercials used to say. And um, they're brought up to their rooms. And in time, they do begin to fall asleep in ways that maybe they weren't prepared for. So we did a roll off, off mic. And we know that Vadim and Faye, Vadim is sleeping. Vadim is sleeping as if he has been in a beautiful and restful sleep, dreaming of nice things. Probably his family and days of, of yore. Faye appears to have gone into a coma. Something along the lines of barely breathing the zombie from Haiti. Uh, it looks like she's been hit with the powder and respiration is barely noticeable and she's out, out. Catherine Ross and Jack Cavendish are snoozing and dozing. And Ella, that's where you are at the moment when the door opens. Uh, there's no one there. The door just slowly comes open. So the situation is Jack and Catherine are going to require you a stealth check. Because if you're too loud, you may end up waking them. So go ahead and pop me a stealth roll, please. Okay. Are you sure there's no other skills that I can use? Because that's a whopping 35. Well, you can use your Eye of Aramon if you have one to make an automatic success. If you really are looking to stick your... Catherine's eyes have gotten to this murderous roundness. Saucers, I would say. Ooh, I got a 10. Does Ella have an Eye of Aramon? Everybody has one that's joined the game. Yeah, everybody gets one. Oh, this is like an automatic thing. You know, I always forget yeah. that. Just yeah, no. don't listen to me, Keeper. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it's for any any character that, that comes in. It's the least I can do after after shooting you by, you know, having a Nazi shoot you in Nepal. Uh, you know, that's kind of thing. Uh, yes. So you rolled a 10. That happened. So not only did you, not only did you stealth out. I rolled a 10. Out, that is a you, hard success. 
You stealth out by going up the wall, across the ceiling, hands and knees style like old Batman, down the other wall, and out. So you did the old spider climb around the wall, and you got out with no problem. Yeah, okay. like the exorcist. Yes, the exorcist is a good one, too. Crab style. Uh, all right, so you go downstairs, Ella. I'm assuming, is that where your head is downstairs? Yes. And the lights are on. You can see the candles flickering. And standing there are Maritza, a gentleman not the same as before. This one's a little bit more studious looking glasses, late thirties. And of course, Pessoa himself. And they have several books and scrolls laid out across a table um, in the kitchen. So you go through the sitting room and straight back into the kitchen area and they're all gathered around it. And he's, would you like some coffee, some tea? Tea. I'm from England. We will have it made. Um, Maritza, please for a friend. These are the, the tomes and the various writings that we have on how to bring this creature, it goes by several names. The lurk, the, the burrower of the deep, the horror through stones, the maker of, of its ways and of ways and paths. It has many different, but it seems to be the same creature in description. Um, large uh, and making a clicking sound, subterranean, afraid of the light. And it goes on to, to talk about the rituals itself. Most things you will see if you begin to page through where I have marked you will see that most of them say that there are as many similarities. We have tried the two major differences. The candle points of, at the compasses is one that is not discussed in the tome of, of subterranean horrors written in the 1700s. And over here, it talks about the need for pig's blood. But that does not summon blood anywhere else in any of the rituals. We did attempt to use pig's blood, uh, and nothing came of it. So I'm hoping maybe you see something that I do not. Uh, Ella nods her head and like just starts skimming through all the stuff seeing if any names catch her eye and then if something does she's gonna like start seriously delving into it basically is her way of study go ahead and give me your uh the library role <clears throat> or a cult you could start with either one you're going to need both so you can make whichever role you feel okay. you want to try first a cult is higher so we'll start with that see what comes out of it uh that's a regular success so with the you're quickly diving into the uh, scrolls and the different summoning rituals that are that are prescribed or things that were seen or witnessed by the writers of these various source you know various sources that you're in front of you. The candles are flickering. Your tea is brought over, uh, and he says, you know, he's sitting there and he says, "So what are you seeing? Anything out of the ordinary? Are you getting a sense of something that may or may not be written in between the lines?" So, so far, the answer is no. You made your roll, so you're not blocked. You're, you know, you're, you think you're on to things. Um, the, and you, you now have been able to source out which of the texts are valid. And the pig's blood one, you believe, is not, even though it mentions several other things about the ritual, it could have been that they read about it somewhere else and were re, you know, like, oh, I saw this, but I actually read about it. So without the proper footnotes, it, it appears like I know what I'm talking about because I witnessed it, but I was actually never there. So, you, you kind of push that one off the side. So your cult role gets rid of one of these texts, and you think that's phony. Uh, now your library role will be t deciding on whether or not you're able to research out the final actual one without using your gifts. Haha! Yes! That is uh, one point off of a hard, but still got it. Okay, then you're fine. The candles, you're able to, by, by reading the ritual, it strikes you that the candles themselves have to be from the... Uh, th from actual from t the tallow of a particular beast and that beast has to be a mole 
some sort of subterranean creature. So they need to skin it. They need to leach the fat. You know, they need to do that and then create the candles from a creature that's subterranean, a groundhog, a mole. That may be what's happening. So you remember from other things that happened in your past cult that sometimes for the candles to be truly to work, that the, the, the material of the candle itself is sometimes in question. So you suggest to Pacella, you know, if you're just using regular blessed candles, not going to work. That's what you come up with. Yeah, um, I'll tell him in like Ella's voice saying, oh gosh, um, with this, from what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing here, it seems that there may be one element that your notes from the previous failures of the rituals have left untouched. Um, and I would have probably overlooked this too, considering that flame is flame, but the wax of the candles. Have you tried using any underground creature like a mole or perhaps something that lives in a burrow, badgers, things like that? What do you mean? To, to produce candles from, from them? Yes, uh, to from this se- section here, I point to the section of the book. In order to create a tighter bond with that with which you are summoning, making elements and ingredients out of the creatures of its cousins, its neighbors, would instigate a more concentrated force that would summon a worm of this size and power in, in and of itself. It's not how I interpreted that. In, that hmm. Well, it is definitely worth giving it a try. We are in an area where there are many creatures that burrow underground. We could easily set some traps and catch a few. We would then have to create candles from their bodies to uh, to render the fat and, and make tallow candles. This will take some time. Hmm. Well, we'll set about uh, killing what we can now. Yes, we will. Uh, we will see what we can do. Fortunately, the candles won't have to be very large. The size isn't indicated. You see nothing of that. True. There's nothing saying the candles must, the tapers must be a certain length. As far as I can see, no. It's it's more about the substance rather than the length or width of them. Very well. Then what I will do is this. I will go about, uh, we will create a wick uh, and small pots, but we will render as much fat as we can during the day. We have hours to do so. This gives me hope, Miss Walcott, that maybe your friends wouldn't be needed to produce this ritual where you still do you still think it might be to our benefit to to attempt it without them i would rather put myself in the fire than force them to do a magical ritual i i may have pushed too hard because a part of me is excited about these sorts of things and it's it's something they just don't understand if i'm in control of this or with you in control of this and i can help make it easier on them so they don't have to face another horror again. I'd much rather do that, which is why I said yesterday I would rather them not be a part of it. So, yes, I want to I want to see what I am capable of t- with this new information to help you. This will be good. We will slow Crowley down together. Remember, Miss Walcott, do not attempt to always worry too much about the opinions of those who cannot see. The blind cannot see and the deaf cannot hear. Your friends are closed-minded. They do not understand. You were brought into these these mysteries. You spent your time learning, delving into the craft. It's nothing to be ashamed of. 
if it wasn't for the fact that the leader of the chapter and that I was involved in had not turned out to be so maniacal, so deviant and decadent in his ways, I myself would still be at his feet, thinking that he was the most powerful man alive. But together, maybe you and I will be able to thwart his plans a little bit and slow him down. Come, I will uh, let you finish your tea. I will speak with Maritza. We have already we will dispatch some men to get as many gophers and groundhogs as we can, and we will have the candles ready for tomorrow night. I nod. Yeah, you. Uh, no problem. You are brought back up to your room. Um, they they walk you in. You they shut the door behind you. No big deal. Catherine, uh, Jack, go ahead and make. Uh, actually, you guys already know how light you're sleeping. The um, go ahead and give me a uh, dex check, Ella, because now you're just trying to walk carefully without bumping into people as opposed to stealthing it around. Critical success. So you make it back to your bed, no problem. Um, the next morning, though, and unfortunately, Ella, this is the kind of thing that we have to deal with as GMs and players and storytellers. Faye doesn't wake up. So group, everyone starts to awaken. Faye is still sleeping. Catherine, it's closing in on 8.30. Normally, Faye's a pretty early riser. But uh, you give her the old Catherine canoodling shove, like give a little push. And she's not she's not snoring. She's barely breathing. She's not waking up. Everyone else is already starting to, you know, move from their slumber. I open her mouth and apologetically stick my fingers in her mouth to see if there's grave dirt in it. Okay, so excellent first call. Jack, you see Catherine trying to clear Faye's windpipe. Uh, <laughs> bottom, same thing. Everyone's kind of witnessing Catherine doing the, uh, the the dig and scoop with the two fingers. There's nothing there. She's She has oh, no grave dirt. Faye, I'm so sorry. Faye doesn't hear you. <laughs> but Mel does, and I appreciate you. <laughs> Jack Jack want, Jack goes over rather concerned now. Is she not breathing? Is that the problem? Keeper, she's breathing, but like faintly or not breathing, not breathing? Cause... Like, Catherine, it took you a good 30 seconds to get a pulse. Like, you were really getting concerned, okay. but then you found one. It's weak, um, but there. I and it doesn't... Yeah, it's... I, I could barely feel her, her pulse, and her breathing is super low. Is she, is she cold to the touch? No, she's still semi-warm. No, she's warmish, but let's keep her more... Warm blankets, coats, bag! Someone get me. Perhaps some vigorous rubbing. I'll get the bag. Ella, you're, um, make a sanity check for me. I got, I got like a 65 and I'm at a 67, so that is a success, but it's so close to not being one. All right, so, um, you're going to lose one point of sanity. You did make it. Uh, that can happen, All though. Right. But, um, everybody besides Catherine, uh, and Faye... And Ella, so that would be Vadim and Jack. Go ahead and give me a psych roll. Ooh. That is a failure on my part. Oh, no, Vadim. a hard success. Not a critical, huh? No, oh, critical's Jack. five. It's damn close, though. I mean, it's amazing. Jack is my psychology is only 25. Like, it's seven. That's amazing. Well, there you go. So, Ella, you see Jack staring right into your face. Jack, you know when uh, when someone looks a little guilty about something. Ella just has that appearance of, oh my God, what's wrong with her? Like, I know what's wrong with her, but what's wrong with her? Like, uh-oh. Jack, Vadim is helping Catherine clear the not-blocked windpipe and then her bag. So, Catherine, what do you want with the bag? Okay, in the You're bag. not going to just strike her with it, right? No, no, jeez. <laughs> just no, pick the bag the up bag. and level it into her skull? Just like, awaken! <laughs> no, <laughs> Christ. In the bag, I'm going <laughs> to keep a better, like, check on her pulse. I've got... You know, blood pressure cuffs, if they were invented. Um, stethoscopes. Um, that was invented. 
Yeah, yep. so I can keep a better eye on her pulse. I get like a, a, a small mirror. Or she's respirating. She's, if she yeah, wasn't respirating, she'd be under, dead. No, it's going to go under her nose to like check the fog levels. Almost non-existent. Well, that's Very. that's delicious. Um, smelling salts under the nose. Maybe it'll wake her up. Yeah, not going to happen. Okay. Jack Lynn. looks at Ella and says, Ella, darling, you shouldn't play poker <laughs> because you've given yeah. away the game. What have you done? Be a good girl and share with the group. Don't Catherine? make me knock you on the floor. Catherine's head Wow. Turns. What are you, Sean Connery? <laughs> Don't make me knock you on the floor. Let's sit here for a moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing my mind. Catherine, as Jack says that, her head turns slowly. Like an owl? Like, no, like an owl. Like sort of demonic owl. Like, what? Yeah, Jack, that wasn't... Uh, let's go zero on the subtle scale. But okay, good. <laughs> I do believe Ella knows something she may not be saying. You think I had something to do with this? Oh, I think you know more than you're saying, darling. That's what I think. Faye's not breathing. I think we all need to be a bit more bothered by this. Faye is breathing. Faye She's is breathing, breathing at a, a level Faye is that breathing. Is... Oh. Oh, now is not the time for... Oh, no, talk. I didn't say it. I, I That was character, not Ella. I just want to fight. <laughs> you want to fight I'm, me right I'm now? I just want to fight. <laughs> Look, you can do whatever the hell you want as long as I wake up by the end of this episode, okay? That's that, that's the main goal. Let's keep okay. the eye on the prize. <laughs> the I'm door. scared. You, there's you, have a, your, you have your bag, Kate. Fix her. I'm trying. I don't want to stick her in the chest with adrenaline, but I'm I'm thinking of going there. Just Uma Thurmaner or Thurmaner right now. Uh, that's really where you want to go? I don't know medicine. <laughs> I'm saying make a medicine roll. Oh, biscuit. Okay, medicine. <laughs> 31, that's a hard success. All right, so there's other things you can do. You can attempt to get her sitting upright. You can try a couple slaps to the face. You can, you know, you you can you can hit her with adrenaline. I I mean that's you know, stabbing through someone's chest is pretty serious shit, but you know, Pretty you aggressive. can. Yeah. yeah, it's aggressive. Okay. She's well, breathing already, so that's insanely aggressive. Anybody got a that's, magic marker? Right. That's another answer. We're, we're gonna sit her up. We're gonna, you know, slap her. Any any help? No, she's out. So there's a knock at the door. That's great. Great. Maritza opens it and it's like, "Your breakfast is ready." We've. Uh, what's wrong with your friend? Oh, I don't know, you foul bitch. What did you people do? <laughs> what did you do? Well, <laughs> no croissant for you. There wasn't any croissants anyway. This is serious. <laughs> this is Siberia. She starts to walk away. You got you called her a foul bitch. Marissa. Absolutely unnecessary. She stops. She's like, I will. I will talk to. I will see if. Give me a moment. She walks downstairs, and you hear, Madam, your Russian is impeccable. So you hear her calling to for the name of Pavel, and um, <laughs> she's calling him an idiot and asking. How did you screw this up? So you hear that go off. That's kind of her yelling down the stairs, forgetting that you're you know, fluent in Ruski. Vadim walks over to Jack and says um, under his breath to Jack, she she just uh, revealed they, they, they poisoned her. They did something to Faye. Poisoned her? Yes. The, 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 the lady walking down the steps said as much. Those foul brigands. Don't tell Kate. <laughs> Don't no, tell Kate. no. I think I'm... Mariska, darling, and I... I wander out out towards her into the room and then uh, briskly grab her and slam her against a wall. 
Oh! Maritza is not, she went downstairs. A gentleman is coming up and he's carrying a small dinner bell. And he looks at you and he's like, I'm here to help your friend. With a bell. I say to him in Russian, I know you are responsible for this. You must fix it. Or you die. He walks up to, he looks at you, he walks past Fatim, he's a little bit concerned. Looks at you, Catherine, and says, excuse me. No. If you. No. Get out of here. I'm here to fix. I don't, what did you do? Fatim says to Catherine, I think he can fix her. But what did they do? Explain this to me. Nothing was, it is not poison. She's not poison. She's fine. No. She's just heavy sleeper. This is fine. This is fine. I slap Faye. They put something in our food. He looks at her, looks at you and says, she's going to bruise. Uh, It's just (laughs) let me do what I need to do. I break my own rule and tell Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Thanks. No, this is, what is, what is a bell going to do? What is a bell going to do if she says If you step aside, I show you. Ella, what did they do? <laughs> Why is no one explaining this to me? I feel like I'm going insane. This isn't right. I he don't know pushes, what the bell is he, he, for either. <laughs> Will someone please have this woman step back a little bit, please? So you do you step away? He's going to have to shove me. Vadim, Vadim motions to Jack if Jack would help uh, Kate, kind of help motion her back. Jack wanders up behind Kate. Is Kate, like... Under any kind of control, or is she just out, just out of control? Jack, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to move someone who's in every fiber is like locked, like <laughs> just a vibrating. Like she's actually sonically moving air with how much she's vibrating and trembling. So it maybe a gentle push would help, just to kind of get her her knees unlocked from the. She looks like Wolverine without the claws. You know, she's just, just not really. Um, he Lots just, of veins. Lots wraps his arms, wraps his arms around a, her from behind to sort of like hold her, and then sort of takes a couple steps back, not allowing her to like you know jump back into the fray. She, just she's patience, Pavel, easy. Pavel looks at her and goes, "She's fine, but please." He he leans in, he puts her up against the wall, so she's sitting upright. A little bit of drool coming out of the mouth, no problem. And he goes, "It is time. It is time. Come back to us." And Faye starts to open her eyes. Just needed Bell. Do I see I, everyone I, around let, me? Jack, Jack, let me go. Jack, I say quietly into Catherine's ear. I go, did you maybe think of hitting a bell? Maybe just saying wake up? Did that ever occur to you? No. no Needle no. in the chest. You, my friend, are a psychopath. <laughs> and then I release her. I charge Pavel. How big is Pavel? I mean, you're a fairly well-built female i mean smaller but you're i mean your 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 size is what five well, seven something like that catherine is five eight and shapely so what's the size that is the one stat that we never adjusted to reflect the character because she's not a 45 there's no way we would just have to adjust well that, that would just mean she's she's like you know she's slender sure yeah she's just down lower i mean if you're telling me that she's 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 yeah. built. She's just built a little lower. She's petite. She's- what do you want to do with the man holding the, the small bell? I want to. That just woke up your friend. I want to shove the man with the bell and ask him, could you please fucking explain to me what you did to my friend? I'm seeing everyone just kind of gathered around. I've. Once I- again. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume that. um. Is this familiar? Yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I, I've, I've been in this situation, you know, one too many times. So I'm just kind of looking fault. around. Stop. <laughs> Since her childhood. I- I just kind of look around and I go, I have all my limbs, right? Yes, dear. Yes, yes darling, you have all your limbs. Do I have a concussion? No. No, A fever. 
No, and also no mud. That's great. Um, why is everyone standing around at me, looking at me, and why does Catherine have murder in her eyes? Your friend is very much angry, and I'm just here to help. Re- let go of me. You can help by explaining what you did. That wasn't normal. Have you hypnotized she... my friend? Have you hypnotized my friend? Is she under your control? What the hell? It's me. What the hell's going on? You don't... Uh, how do we know that's Faye? This is... How do I know it's Faye? What the fuck's your problem? Do you know me? Catherine, sanity roll. If you're this if you're this distressed. Is Catherine's sanity like a nine at this point, isn't it? No, Catherine's sanity is somehow a fucking 53 and I somehow rolled this, but could, keep her... Can I take a fucking sanity point? Because this is not... This All right, you're feel, a 52. Okay. This doesn't feel like I should be succeeding right now. hearing one? Yes. My love, we need to conserve. She's asking for the straitjacket. All right, so the the situation is is that it becomes fairly apparent that the dinner bell woke your friend, and they he says to you, "Everyone is everyone's under a lot of stress." Mister Pessoa just asked that we play some calming music and to think good thoughts for you and your friends. Uh, everyone woke up. Miss Dawson did not. I brought up a special bell to make sure she comes out of dreams. So, oh, it's, it's a, it is okay. a dream get rid of bell sort of thing. Oh. So Pessoa is influencing our dreams, and you had us all. No, in some that's sort of- not what I said. I said he wished you only to have good dreams. So I don't know he that. let you. S- what? How am I supposed to know that? Take Look your- at your vigor. Look at how strong you are. You push Pavel up against the wall. You must have slept well. You're revitalized. You're you're refreshed. No, that's just a Tuesday for her. <laughs> your friend is fine. Come have gruel. And by the way, there's a slight odor downstairs. We're just melting down some some groundhogs. It's in the kitchen. It's all the f- we had. Dear God, it's endless in this place. These people are mad. How long would it take us to get to Venice? We need to go. Catherine lets out a dry sob and just, you can see it that dry it's sob. not even 9 a.m. and she's cracked for the day. She's like, I hate it here. I hate it here. Are you sup-supping? <laughs> yeah. I would like to reach out for Catherine and just take her hand and I just squeeze it and I go, I'm fine. Really, I'm okay. You actually feel very good. You slept the deepest. You're you're like, God yeah. damn, let's let's get some gruel. What if we're all hypnotized? <laughs> and no, I what, what if no. What if we're all hypnotized and some somewhere we're gonna hear a bell and we're gonna go all weird and we're, what if we're all Here, play bell again! <laughs> ding 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 ding. No bell! <laughs> bell is fine! Catherine, I know... Then he looks at you, Catherine, and he goes like this. But maybe the flute. (laughs) And he walks away. That's not funny. (laughs) Pavel, that was horrible. That was cruel and unusual. I just take Catherine's other hand now, and I look at her, and I go, Look, I know we've had some weird stuff happen to us, and I understand your reaction was warranted. I know I've gotten myself into situations, but really, I'm fine. We're all okay. Let's go eat some gruel. Okay. Okay. We have honey. Oh, wonder- you hear that? Honey. <laughs> we love honey. Yeah. Yes, I, I believe he's probably lying, dear. Oh, okay. Oh, no, they have all honey. Right. No. So to move this into a situation, they tell you that they should have all the arrangements made by tomorrow, that they will be able to get you out of here and on the way to Sevastopol. They're hoping to hear back on... Uh, securing the network and getting uh, some additional horses and things here so everyone can ride without having to double up 
But it will be tomorrow morning at the earliest, probably by mid-morning, around 10, you know, 9, 10, that they'll actually be able to get you on your way. So there will be one more night in this house. So the situation is this. LA is sort of committed into wanting to do this unless the players are able to somehow or tell me that they're absolutely going to try to foil or stop it or whatever. I mean, I'm sure they want to protect themselves, keep themselves awake. But that could happen either way. You don't have to be asleep for the ritual to go off. But Ella is definitely going to try to pull this off. How do you guys want to play the narrative? I, I don't want to just make a bunch of meaningless things for six hours of, of the, you know, of what happens during the day. The smell of the gophers is terrible. They are trying to render fat. So there's a bunch of meat and things chopped up and butchered. But it's, you know, they're being civil about it. Uh, breakfast is fine. Lunch is fine. But is anybody ha- trying to get away or running or just going to wait for the transportation to arrive tomorrow? I don't think that we have a reason to run. I think that, you know, it's as far as we're concerned, our transportation is going to be arranged tomorrow. I mean, I'm not a fan of the smelly gopher entrails, but, um, you know, I'm just going to spend my day preparing for travel, just getting my stuff together and chatting with everyone, making sure that we all have like a plan down. Okay. So Jack cleaning guns, getting yourself ready, quick, quick Marine bath, that kind of thing. I I was going to say, I think he's just, Starting to wonder, uh, he's about to crack with the craziness in Russia. Um, I think this is, you know, he's trying to be British. He's trying to keep it all tucked inside. But this is lunacy. An entire country of people living on constant lies and craziness. He just, um, he's wanting to get the hell out of this country. Uh, it's coming soon. So that's a good thing for him. Vadim, what would you, I mean, you speak Russian. You you blend in a little bit differently. Um, is there anything you would be doing specific? Trying to get, he no, he tries know. to ply ply them for information. Um, you know, like going. They've mentioned going to Sevastopol. That's mm-hmm. down on the the Black Sea, right? You know, he has contacts in that area, so he's trying to he's trying to you know remember and you know you know recall you know what he knows about that area and you know trying to formulate a plan of. Um, being able to at least send some sort of uh, advanced contact out. He doesn't know exactly what route they're going to be taking. Um, so so he's looking more towards that end uh, since he has that information. Um, okay, so ya- your your main contact in Sevastopol is a, ma- a gentleman by the name of Yakov. All right? Smirnov? Um, no, but Yakov. Just, it's Yakov Grey Goose. I mean, there's other ones besides Smirnov, I guess. I but yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have a gentleman that you know by the name of Yakov. Uh, he's definitely part of the ring. Uh, one of the bigger uh, smugglers that that work through that area. Also, you believe uh, that you even recall that there has been uh, that he has helped you with Yinko um, moving product in and out of Sevastopol and through you know into Russia um, when they've needed someone in the past to take things in at the at the harbor. He seems to be a good a good contact that way. Uh, m- very much involved in shipping, but again, the, the faster way to Venice would be by air. But that doesn't mean that getting back isn't something you could use. Yeah, there is a water route there, so. Right, exactly. And Catherine, besides, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, are you scrubbing at your skin with a with a with a medicinal brush, just kind of get yourself clean? I don't know what you're doing. How do you feel about just hanging out for the day, waiting for the ride? Um, I mean, if there's an opportunity for like a shower or a bath, yeah. that'd be nice. But yeah, they other, go to the well. They bring a great. Other than that, um, I just want to stay quiet. I'm a little embarrassed after this morning. Really? Possibly. <laughs> There's a... I'll oh. hang out with you. Um, Thanks. I'll hang out with you all day if it makes you feel better. Thank you. If they have a chess board, you can play chess. It's it's rocks, but you can play. Ooh, I would perfect. love I'm gonna to cheat. play rock chess. 
Rock chess it is. All right, Ella. So this that evening, we're going to jump over to what happens. So in the evening, they're not going. They're afraid to try to use the spell again to put Faye down because to knock everybody out. Because if she was to fail again, it would be disastrous. The bell can bring them back once, but she could be lost inside of her dreams, and they don't want to see that happen. So really, your cover was kind of blown by her back rolling a crappy roll. Uh, if everybody had just either fa- made it. It would have been just stealth checks if everybody had failed it, but not critically failed it. You would have got away with it, no problem, and the story would have progressed without anybody knowing what you're doing. Now, unfortunately, your cover is blown. So Faye's cataclysmic mess up was actually something that now brings it to light that there was spells involved. So you have to make the final call. Are you still going to attempt to do the ritual, or do you want to not face that kind of browbeating from your peers? I mean, you again, you could find things out. You This may work. Well, now that I have that information, or like, would I have known that kind of thing throughout the day? I could have talked to Pessoa at the t- at the point, or yeah, that this is what you learn throughout the day is that you know he's afraid to risk knocking, you know, using the spell again because if if she were to have that adverse reaction, what he says to you is whatever whatever they've done to her, the Thule Society's done to her. He, this is what he believes. It must have interacted with what spell he was using, and it, it's it's then- causing her. Deep trauma, you know, he doesn't want to cause trauma. Yes. Okay. Then I would say they're going to be on guard tonight and they're going to try and stop me because we've had issues in the past with magicians taking too much more than they can handle. But I still want to try and do this. So later this evening, call me down for an excuse. Say that you want to teach me a incantation or a protection spell to ward ourselves against the creature, something of that nature. You are not of their world. You are not a smuggler. You are not a killer. You are not a hunter. Would the hunter expect you to act like a hunter? Or would he be there to protect you, to do the things he needs to do to keep you safe? He may be able to train you how to hold a gun. But when the tiger charges, it is he who will take the shot. Are you a nurse? Are you expected to save someone from heart attack? No, you were trained in what you were trained. Do not lie to them. Come, help us. Tell them you are doing it for the right reasons and let them see that there is nothing to hide. If you keep hiding, they are all never going to trust. And we need them now. Crowley has wealth and a nation of fanatics building behind him. Our best bet is to stop or slow him down here. Come downstairs and say you're doing it for the right reasons. And I, I don't you think I want to be honest? Don't you think I wish I could? I'm so... It's been drilled into me that this is not of the natural world and they they won't understand they don't all they'll see you is don't understand evil and that i'm side you, under- you you don't understand how the heart works but it beats and you know this you are not a nurse you have a gift a sight if i'm doing something wrong you will disrupt the disrupt the ritual break the spell i assure you they are in no harm she says I will do what I can, but if I wake up with a black eye and possibly in ch- in some form of rope from Catherine's bag of many things, I warn you that is a possibility. She is quite ferocious when she's upset. Just tell them. We will be there. We will just come for you when it is time. The evening starts to dwindle. You're fed again. You do see people getting ready to go outside. We want to just kind of set the stage here. The The, the moon is up. Uh, it is drizzling a little bit. That shouldn't be too much of an issue. The hole in the back of the yard is there. You see Catherine, Faye, everybody, that they've collected more wood. They've poured into these bowls. This, 
the the fat that they've mixed and prepared and rendered that with wicks, they bring those outside. So it seems like they're up to that they're going to be trying it again. Pessoa approaches everyone and says, your doors will not be locked, but I ask that you do not come outside. Only for the purpose that if you're not part of the circle, we would hate to have somebody interfere and possibly draw our attention away when we need to be solely focused on the, the task at hand. We have spoken with Ella and she has been very insightful on in how to make this ritual work. And my friends, if we can make this happen, if we learn what we need to learn or can bring this creature under control for a short period of time to aid us, we will be able to get to Tom's quickly, take what we need to take, and allow you to move on. You, We will owe each other nothing. I will continue the work to slow Alistair Crowley down. You can go about doing what you need to do for collecting the rest of these items of power. I know that you do not feel comfortable with what Ella's choices are, but as I've said to her, she has a gift. And then she has been brought into this situation by fate. It is time that her gift is put to good use. We are fighting people who have these powers. If we don't attempt to slow them down, they will just keep hounding us. They will be on our heels, snatching constantly, forcing us to look, forcing you to look over your shoulders. If we can get this done tonight, I feel it is important to try. He walks away, Ella. She stands up from her cot and she has been seasonably quiet but again it's in this scenario she's not as flighty and she does as she's like in the doorway go this is hard for me to explain and you will all hate me for it but I feel like this is this putting myself in harm's way rather than the rest of you is easier than not doing anything at all when people act alone in this group they get kidnapped and dragged to graveyards and accosted by Nazi zombies. They release right they release spectral horrors upon mountainsides. Food for thought. Quite frankly, Ella, I don't think that you would listen to us, even if we said anything to you, so with that, I have nothing to say. Just know that you're going into this alone. I have been alone for quite some time. Faye, this is not new to me, and it it does break my heart that I had that not that I had to that I chose this in a way but what else am I here for before I came along you had no occultist background besides John and he was fresh in the ways of things I've studied these things for far longer I'm not saying I'm better or greater than he ever was that is not what i'm saying i'm merely offering food for thought you all do what you do best this is what i do best i don't read the minds of killers or sociopaths simply to gain information for the quest i do things in the spiritual way that is my way it does not have to be your own and so i do not fault you or speak or think ill of you for staying behind when this is something I chose to do on my own anyway. You didn't have to choose this. You've been a part of this team since you walked through that door in Nepal. And you are a part of this team. You always will be. But right now, I don't agree with this. And you know that. But you seem like you've made up your mind. 
It feels like they're using you. They don't give a Perhaps. shit. They don't give a... And you're letting it ha Go. I can't. You're letting them use you. They don't care about us. We had a plan that could have gotten us all out of here. Could have gotten you out of here. We don't know what's about to happen. Ella, you don't know what's about to happen. I know that you've been trained in this way and you have all this knowledge, but you don't know. She's not going to listen. She's going to do what she wants. When Faye was saying, like, you don't know what's happening and, like, you would see her kind of have a sad smile, like, it's there. It's like something hollow has entered her features because all she's remembering is what happened with her mother, the fact that she has these gifts, what the Baba Venga said about her being a witch killer and just all these different things accumulating together. And she knows it's hurting the rest of you, but she says, and isn't that so exciting? Because, and then a little light starts to shimmer because she realized there is something new here because again she's a knowledge she does knowledge she reads she hasn't had a moment to actually sit down and enjoy the majesty of what these things are even though it's dangerous and all of this is like going to shit but that's her personality it's like it's amazing something completely unknown and something i could learn but she after jack would say his line then she would leave the room as she's leaving the room i call out to her and i go you sound like John that day at the mountain, at the lake. And I make sure to say it loud enough so that she hears me as she's going out the room. So the wind begins to pick up. The, the candles are lit. Is everybody looking out the windows? Is that because this room, I mean, Catherine says no. Is anybody watching what's going to happen? I will. Vadim would be, yes. Jack? Yeah, I'll watch. All right. So let me go through a quick description. Uh, the circle is formed as last time Pessoa begins his chant. Uh, Ella is the one who lights the candles. Um, they've put up these small shields in, you know, around them so that they don't get blown out by the wind. It is blowing a little bit more than would be perfect, but the candles are, are, are holding. Within five or ten minutes of this rhythmic chanting, this, this sound that you remember from two nights ago, a small light begins to glow. The bonfire is lit. There's a small light glowing down below. And, uh, the sound begins to come very faintly off in the distance. You hear that starting to move, starting to, to uh, emanate from around the hole. He looks over at you for a second, Ella, and he, he nods, and you begin your chant as well. Your voice carries in. You join the chorus, all right? Uh, everything seems to be going as, according to plan, and you hear... Now, at time, it's getting louder, and the, the light is this light inside the tunnel is glowing. And then you remember something. Ella, what did it say about the creatures? Do you remember quickly in your, uh, as a player? Do you remember what it said? They fear light. And yet it's okay. the hole is lighting up. What do you do? If I can break the chant without possibly breaking the spell, I'd go, it's the light. He fears the light. Pessoa's eyes are rolled up into his head. You have a choice. Put the candles out or leave them on. The light may be there to protect it from getting too close. Or it could be stopping the summoning. Is the light defensive or is it part of the spell that's wrong it said we needed the candles for the the animal fat right and it would need to burn in order to draw energy from correct you're doing the candles right but what did i said that they shielded the flames so they're not going out 
Do you want to remove the shields and see what happens? Yeah. Ella quickly moves around the circle, keeping her voice chanting, and she removes the shields. And as she does so, the hole goes dark. And you hear, the ground begins to shake. And Basoa's like, I've got him! I believe I've got him! What do you need? And he says, "You." everybody can hear, the whole house shakes when the voice goes off. And he says, Creature! Horror of the deep, maker of the ways and paths. We need to get to us an item of power, an object of great importance to us. It is far from here in the city of Tomsk, and we need you to create a burrow, a hole, a way, a path for us to use so that our enemies may not spy the dark things we must do. Help us. Yes. Yes, we will help you. Find him. <gasps> he looks at you, Ella. Find him? He doesn't know what to say. What do you say? Anything? I kneel. Is he up out of the hole? Like no, the thing is right now, or is it no, it's no. You the hole. There's something in it, but it's so big. I mean, it's down probably about twenty feet, and the voice is just coming up the pipe. But you know, you can sense the ground shit tremoring. It's down there. I would kind of. I would pretty much go to the edge of the hole and say his title, great one, great creature. Who is it that you seek? Show me. I hold out my hand. Find me. Sidney Poulter. Bring me. Sidney Poulter. And that's where we'll cut it for tonight. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.